I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So my next interview is with Grace Dove, and she was in a film called Monkey Beach that was at the Toronto International Film Festival this year at Loretta Sarah Todd's film, who is actually also a guest on Face to Face. It started out that we were going to have a three-way conversation, and uh, we had some tech issues and and ended up uh, splitting it into two different conversations, and boy, am I glad we ever did. I'm sure the three-way conversation would have been brilliant too, but being able to go a little deeper uh, chatting with Loretta and then, and then having a conversation with Grace just was, was, was wonderful too. And, 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 and in some ways probably all the more uh, meaningful. We talk with Grace uh, about, about the new film monkey beach but we also talk about her new film that's coming out very soon called curie and the dead girl look for that it's uh sounds fascinating uh for for a whole lot of reasons and and she talks a little bit about that she's a she's an actor she's an activist she's now a uh um, well she's a filmmaker really you know capital f i guess you could say we we talk about uh, this as her first you know curie and the dead girl is her first directing opportunity and some of the things she's learned along the way and about what it what you know what it means to make a true and authentic and you know and and exciting movie you know movie making we talk about the circle of life and about breathing um breathing breath into our uh daily life in in a way that's uh, meaningful we talk about guidance and 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 wisdom and our ancestors and 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 you know reconnecting with the old ways it's it sounds sort of corny in some respects but it's so uh, it just makes so much sense and it's simple on a certain level and, and not so simple on another. Grace talks a great deal about um, re- reclaiming Indigenous identity. She's got a TED Talk out there that you're going to need to listen to as well. Well, you can watch it on, on YouTube. She talks about Indigenous identity and trauma and, 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 and the way the way that we heal it's 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 around people that we trust and we love and we 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 ask the question sort of together it's really grace's question but how how can we save each other this idea of uh that 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 we can survive anything that we're never alone and 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 it's really about it's about others and it's about creating safe spaces and Wow! Wow! Do we cover a whole lot of ground? So buckle up and 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 lean in, and uh, um, um, hope you enjoy this interview. And and look for the film Monkey Beach, and coming soon too to a theater, hopefully an actual theater near you. Curie and the Dead Girl from from Grace Dove, and don't forget davidpecklive.com for more information about my writing and my um, speaking which is now mostly online facilitation, pretty much all online. And you can also buy a copy of my book there, Real Change is Incremental. I'd love for you to do that. And also face-to-facelive.ca. That's where all of these are hosted. But but you can also, well, you probably got here to this interview through, you know, iTunes or Spotify, Amazon, all the usual suspects, right? Uh, but check out face-to-facelive.ca, over 525 interviews there, a whole lot going on, a ton of library value. And I hope that you will leave us 
us a, re a review. If you, well, I'm asking you to leave us a review. We're going to create some kind of contest later in the year to hopefully generate some interest there for people to leave reviews on iTunes. But we need social mediation. Social mediation? Yeah, we need social mediation. We'd love for people to be talking about us. S s send a note to your friends. Uh, sign up for the newsletter. Uh, tweet about us. Uh, post about us. And 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 for, for heaven's sakes, please leave us a review. We would so appreciate it. It really does go a long way. And also, just so you know, you can advertise with Face to Face. We are trying to figure out how to monetize this thing after all these years. And uh, we've got banner ads for you. We've got shout outs and interviews. Uh, we have a newsletter. We've got the website that's getting thousands of unique visits every month. So, so there's opportunities there. Reach out to us and you can do that through uh, the, the website face to face live to uh, face to face live.ca. Uh, and um, don't forget Rabble, rabble.ca. Face to face is also hosted there. News for the rest of us, a whole group of other journalists, writers, and thinkers that are, that are, you know, stepping into the issues that matter to us all. And uh, I've been on uh, rabble.ca and hosted there for quite some time and, and I'm, and I'm very pleased about that. So, so check that, check us out there, check uh, others out there as well. But, but for now, stay tuned for a, a, a interesting, fun and important interview coming up with Grace Dove. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by a uh, very special guest here with us today on on Zoom. And, and once again, sadly, it's not actually face to face. It's a, a digital reproduction of our faces. Grace Dove is here with us today uh, to talk about a whole lot of things. Um, she's going to be talking about a couple of, uh, well, one film in particular called Monkey Beach and, and, and another very interesting project called Curie and the Dead Girl. Grace, thanks for joining me here today on Face to Face. Really, what a pleasure having you on. Mm, thank you for having me. So I, I don't even know where to start. I mean, there's just so many things we could talk about, it seems to me, based on the film. I saw the film. Congratulations. I've already interviewed the director. Um, uh, it was um, at, at the Toronto International Film Festival and helped me out here. It's coming to Vancouver as well, isn't it? It is. We're having our world premiere in two days' time um, at the Vancouver International Film Festival. Oh, that's fantastic. And uh, what... Um, what are you and Loretta talking about as you as you prepare for Vancouver? Or are you talking about anything? Any expectations? I I, well, I think at this point, um, for both of us, the hard work is is done, I like to believe. Um, you know, this has been years in the making, uh, two years for myself and Loretta, I know, has been working on this for much longer. And this is now a chance to sit back and I think celebrate our success. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Well, you, and you've been a part of this kind of thing before. So you've, are you guys going to be doing the, the, the panel discussions, Q and A's, those kinds of things, I would imagine. Yeah. It's an interesting time because I mean, pre COVID, yes, it would have been a full festival. We would have been probably, um, you know, in talks all day long, all week and, it's just not that way anymore, unfortunately, but I'm still grateful to be able to show the film and we will be doing an in-person screening for the premiere, which is also very exciting. So yeah, that's amazing. I'll, so I'll still get um, some of that face-to-face, -face, a little bit at least. <laughs> Right. Yeah. What a strange experience for me. The Toronto International Film Festival was this year, Grace. I mm. typically I do no joke. I'm a little bit of a nutcase, but I do about 30 over 30 interviews and most of them mm. are face to face. And I'm there at any given time through that period. You can see David Peck running from one hotel to another uh, <laughs> to 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 get in a, a, a actual interview, you know, a face to face mm. interview. And this year it's uh, very different. No face-to-face -face interviews and very few. It's, uh, as you know, a, a real pared-down festival. Hey, tell us about your project. You've just come off shooting. That's got to be super exciting. Um, uh, your pro Let's talk about your project and let's sort of dovetail it into uh, uh, Monkey Beach. And, and I, it's, like I said, there's just so much to step into here. So Curie and the Dead Girl, uh, pretty mm -hmm. provoca provocative title right out of the gate, it seems to me. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, when I first read it even, I was a little nervous because for me, even the word dead um, seems like such a Western term, which is interesting because that really ties into both themes in Curie and the Dead Girl and Monkey Beach, where 
you know, we speak a lot about the different um, realms of spirituality and, and our relationship with our ancestors once we are, um, you know, done on this, in this life and on this land. And so you can tell already that we're exploring our relationship as Indigenous peoples when it comes to um, the spirit world. And this story uh, was brought to me and offered to me um, as my first directing opportunity, which I'm very grateful for. I didn't know that my path would go this way. Um, you know, I thought that I thought that I was going to be an actor and that was it. And it turns out now I've got a lot more on my plate when it comes to, uh, you know, activism and, and as well as getting into directing. And it, it's so exciting because I feel like I'm finally exactly where I want to be. Um, I think it's really going to balance out my acting and help me just see things in a larger picture. Um, it was really exciting to see the whole story, you know, to understand all the characters, all the layers, all the themes. Um, and I, yeah, I feel like finally, I don't know, in a really, like I have a new career path almost. So, so um, act, actor, director, activist, which one comes first? I think that uh, acting came first, but now activism is at the forefront. Yeah, and, when, and that's amazing. I'm so I'm, I'm thrilled to hear you say that actually, because won't your activism come out in everything you do? I mean, the, the, well, the, the scripts you choose, the films you direct, et cetera, right? Yeah, yeah, it's been forced to. I always mm. say that you know when I first um, did the Revenant in 2015 all of a sudden everyone was asking me my opinions on, on politics and where I stand on this and that. And as a young person, I felt very overwhelmed. And I thought, well, I'm just an actor is, is what, I, <laughs> what I was thinking. And then of course, as time went on and as I realized that people need strong voices in the media, you know, they need me to have an opinion and I'm given this platform, I better take advantage of it. And that's, I feel around 2015 was when I first kind of started coming into my power and understanding that I needed to, to have some, um, have something to say for the people because that's what they want and to use it to, to create positive change. It's so amazing. It's about, I mean, it's about, you've been blessed with a, 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 obviously talent and, and vision and all those things, but also celebrity. And I think mm -hmm. there, it seems to me there's some celebrities use it wisely and, and some not so much, right? And it's really interesting because, you know, I'm a huge U2 fan and Bono's quite an activist as, as you probably know, and he gets criticized for that a lot. Mm -hmm. And I sometimes wonder about that. Is it, is it about the ego? Is it about the hubris? Or, or is it about that he's actually making some of those other celebrities take note and say, well, maybe I should be stepping in, you know, mm -hmm. in, in a very particular way. And it sounds, sounds you know, be, be, be a little more intentional. I've gotten both sides of it. Um, you know, at first I had a lot of people asking me questions about politics. And then when I did start voicing my opinion, then I'd hear, oh, well, she's just an actress. You know, <laughs> right, right. Why, why, why are we asking her? Like I've really um, had some, I've voiced my opinions on some pretty strong issues around Northern BC when it comes to some of the racism um, that I've faced and some of the issues of indigenous peoples. And I've become more and more vocal. And as I do, then there's that whole side of it, them questioning, well, why, you know, who am I to be saying these things? And so you, you, you just can't, you kind of can't, can't win. win. Yeah. You, you yeah. kind of can't win. Yeah. I mean, there is a certain amount of truth to the, the, the choosing your, 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 your battles, I suppose. I'm not mm -hmm. sure I'm comfortable with that metaphor, but it's the yeah. point, the point is well taken. Um, Monkey Beach was filmed in Northern BC. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, on the coast, yes. On the coast, yeah, yeah. You, you, you met. Can can we just for a brief second? I love the Revenant, by the way, and mm -hmm. you were terrific, and everyone was terrific. Um, the, mm -hmm. Everything about it was terrific. Can, can you talk just a little bit about that experience? I've heard crazy stories. Were are the crazy stories true about the twenty minutes of shooting with natural lights and 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 the conditions and so on? When I say crazy, by the way, I just mean um, I guess extreme. 
Yeah. Yeah. Extreme. I mean, it's, it, for me, it's true, authentic, Mm -hmm. um, extreme movie making, like all the greats have. Uh, I, I can tell you even my first, um, day on set was in actually Argentina and I'm riding a skidoo to set and I'm wearing five layers of clothes because it's freezing. And, um, you know, and then I'm in California in the desert shooting for some of the Pawnee scenes um, at my village. And literally, like you said, it, there's, there's 20 minutes of light left and, and Shiva goes, okay. And Alejandro goes, okay, okay, let's shoot. And all of a sudden it's like, of all day rehearsals, all day prep, next thing you know, it's like they're pushing me onto my mark and going, action, action, <laughs> like, you know, okay. Yeah. And, and Tur- I, turn up I, the pressure to 11, yeah. And uh, no, the pressure was so extreme and I'm, and I'm standing at one point, I was struggling because of that pressure. It was the mm-hmm. first time I'd ever been on set. And um, I have Alejandro yelling at me and, and all the, and everyone's at this high, high intensity. And I'm going, I, I literally looked at the um, pyro flames that were going. And I thought, if I mess this up, that's my future. And that's my wow. dreams wow. burning in flames. Like it was that level wow. of intensity. So wow. for, for me to start there uh, now, five years ago, I think it set me up to have no expectations and to go into everything just full force and ready for anything. It probably, probably you'll look back and maybe you already do. It's going to make you a better director, you know, talk about, you know, existentially, you know, and literally you were tossed Mm -hmm. in, you had to Mm -hmm. choose, you had to step into that in Mm -hmm. a significant way and, and make sense of it. And, and, you know, and you did. So that's a, that's an amazing thing. You know, um, can we go back to that comment? You, you talked about dead and a Western term. And I think you have a great line at the beginning of Monkey Beach where mm-hmm. you say something like, and let me just see, why, why did the dead get to be so honest, I believe, is something mm-hmm. that you say. And that's mm-hmm. a really interesting phrase. I've studied a lot of philosophy. I've spent my, my, my life actually reading it from a very young age. And then I went into it formally. Can you talk a little bit about that from... A First Nations perspective, because that might not mean something to to many of us. I mean, that's the beauty of film and of you know scripts is that it might mean something to me and something completely different to the writers and to the director and to the author. We may all interpret it completely different. The point is, as an actor, is to make my own choices and and to go with it fully. Um, my interpretation of that is that I know in my life uh, it's so easy to filter everything that we say at least once through your own mind and to filter it more times and to start kind of conditioning ourselves to say things um, depending on who we're talking to Uh, whereas because maybe you're scared of judgment or you're scared of um, their opinions, or you're scared of ultimately, I don't know, death. So for when I say that in the movie, I'm saying, why do the dead get to be so honest? It's because they don't have that, those fears that they're going to be hurt. They're already in that other world. So they can speak freely and openly and, and help guide me as a, a still a physical being on this, on this land. And, and would you say the sort of the takeaway, and again, like to your point, I mean, isn't it wonderful how one person can come out of a theater and have a different interpretation than another on a film and how things can work on a tacit level and you come back to them years later. It's, I, I, I love that about any great film is layered and any great story is, is very layered, like, like Monkey Beach. Um, is, it, is, it, is there a comment about wisdom there as well? Do you think, you know, a comment about uh, right out of the gate at the beginning of the film, hey, I got to pay attention. Apparently the dead are, are a lot wiser than the living. Maybe there's mm-hmm. something we can take away from that. Does, does that make sense, Grace? And it speaks to also there's that journey. Um, you know, as Indigenous peoples, we talk a lot about the circle and the, the journey mm-hmm. of our life. And so 
um, you know, babies and young people when they're first born are close to the spirit world as well as elders and, and um, our um, folks that are nearing the end of their life. So they're really connected to the spirit world. Now between death and life, what is that journey there? That's the spirit world. And we don't know, I mean, we can't know what happens in that transition. So I think that there's definitely, um, you know, learning, like imagine what is that last moment before you die when supposedly your life flashes in front of your eyes, what are all those teachings all of a sudden they're there. I'm sure they land and you realize, Oh, like that's what all that meant or that's what my life was about or that's what my purpose was about. And so we don't know what that is. Only, only those in, in the land of the dead and the spirit world will know that. Um, are you, I'm pretty sure it's also you and just, I don't want to, I don't want our interview to be only about death because it's, mm-hmm. I mean, I think Monkey Bees, <laughs> I mean, this, this is a film about the living, right? This is yeah. what this is about. It's a very hopeful story and it doesn't sort of maybe seem like that based on the trauma mm-hmm. and the history and so on, but ultimately it, it really is. Aren't you the one who says, um, how do you breathe deep with meaning as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you do that? Well, that's the funny part, right, is I think that um, near the beginning of the movie, Lisa is still very much struggling um, with connection and stuck in these destructive ways and not wanting to heal from her traumas. And so even when she's given advice, like, I know this too, and people say, just breathe, it's okay. I'm like, oh, don't, you know, don't tell me that kind of thing. It's like, it's not that simple. But, <laughs> right. Um, I think that she's dealing with those same things, like almost just she's going to fight back no matter what until she softens and until she breathes that life back in and realizes um, with the guidance of her mama, oh, her grandmother, she realizes that she still does have all this life and all this um, future to live and has to just be more present in that moment in order to really uh, accept it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, I don't know. There's, I interviewed, I think I mentioned to you before I had recorded uh, Michelle Latimer and Inconv- uh, about her award-winning film now, uh, People's Choice Award for Documentary at TIFF. And there's a, there's the residents of Turtle Island seem to have this uh, ancient access. <laughs> and and that even comes out at the beginning of, 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 and I think it's, again, it's you maybe narrating as you're, as you're trying to find your way back home literally find mm-hmm. your way back home, but I think also spiritually and, and emotionally mm-hmm. and metaphorically and so on, mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that there's this deep wisdom that I don't want to be nostalgic, but that a lot of us seem to have either forgotten about or are just mm-hmm. not really all that interested in. And Adam mm-hmm. Beach's character is interesting for me in Monkey Beach because he, it feels like he sort of doesn't believe right? He's kind of sarcastic and about the spirits mm-hmm. on the beach and so on. And yet there's that, 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 that tension that seems to be in, in, in most families and most communities. I don't know if that makes mm-hmm. sense or not, but is, mm-hmm. is that currently happening? Would you say there's a, is there a, a turn back towards that ancient wisdom, um, mm-hmm. that, that, that access, or is it about honoring it? I mean, there's a few questions buried in there, Grace, but, mm-hmm. but I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. I, I heard two different um, questions and two themes that are very uh, relevant to Monkey Beach in like the first one, um, you know, having the wisdom and having the, the wisdom that we do as Indigenous peoples on this land. The reason we have it is because this is where we're from, right? This is where our ancestors are. And that's a big part of the movie is that's why Lisa has to go home. That's why she has to go back to Kitimat to her people, because that's the only place that she's going to heal. And I think that um, Monkey Beach is very much uh, a positive movie. I know that it touches on issues, but for me, I think it's extremely hopeful. It shows that no matter what you've been through, no matter how much you're struggling, you can always reconnect to the old ways and you can always find that guidance. And um, that's why I think that this film is truly hopeful because it's going to show young people 
that no matter where you are in your life, you can always kind of press pause, take a deep breath, go home and, and reconnect to um, our ways. And so then leading into say a character like um, Uncle Mick that's played by Adam Beach, I was so pleasantly uh, excited and surprised by that role as well because I wasn't there for that a lot of that filming, right? Because he, he does scenes with the younger version of me. Right. So when, so when I actually saw that scene, when I saw um, a couple scenes where they bring in topics of some of the, the real traumas that we have faced as Indigenous peoples, including residential schools, when that's just lightly all of a sudden brought in, it makes me go, oh, my body tenses up and, and I mm. feel that, you know, that tension as we all do when someone brings it up at the, at the coffee table, you know. But that's the interesting thing that we are truly, like you said, that we are really facing in our lives and in our families at this point because some, it depends on how you deal with trauma. And, and some um, people want to put it under the rug and say it's in the past. Whereas other people want to be able to bring it up and talk about it. And I think for me, I think it's important that we talk about these things. We have to, we can't just get over it. It's not just a thing of the past. I can speak from experience that in my heart, in my spirit, I'm still struggling with, you know, traumas that my family has faced for generations. So that is very much there. So it's not over, but when we can do it in ways in safe spaces around people that we trust and love, especially in this movie, in that sense, it's a beautiful thing if we can bring up these um, issues and bring up these traumas, but also find a way to um, kind of nurture it and heal and rather than just leave it open like a wound, right? It's like we need to figure out ways between our peoples to talk to each other about what happened and 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 bring it out of the darkness and then i think by expressing it through forms as as art then at least we can kind of feel like we are um on the mend should be the title of the the book that you're going to write on the mend love it <laughs> um your comment around people we trust and love i, I got goosebumps i mean mm -hmm. healing comes through community doesn't it mm -hmm. healing comes mm -hmm. by finding our way back home it seems to me mm -hmm. and so you know ancient spirits and magic i believe is what you say out of the gate at the beginning of the film or at least near the beginning of the film and 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 when you help me out here but i think the first words that are spoken when you when you embrace jimmy mm -hmm. i think you say he says to you you're safe and then you respond no you're safe <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it was that was like worth the price of admission for me for the film because <laughs> that to me was like okay, this is what it's about, right? It's mm. and that's the lesson for all of us. I mean, we're all, I guess, in a way, suffering. I would I would argue trauma of one kind or another, right? There's different types for sure, but the only way we're gonna find what do, what were we nurtured? The only way we're gonna nurture it and heal and is by embracing not just our families. But, mm -hmm. but, but others, right? The whole idea mm -hmm. of, of similarity through difference. Anyway, love to hear what your thoughts on it because that was just such a beautiful moment for me. <laughs> it's funny actually, because uh, so right before that scene, we're underwater. And um, this was actually one of my favorite days on set. Very challenging, so much fun. I'm an athlete, I love, I love a good challenge. We were doing underwater scenes. Um, and I had to wear like 20 pounds worth of weights around my ankles and my wrists and my waist to keep me down. Um, and then I also had to blow out all my air so that there was no bubbles. So I'm down on the bottom of the pool with 20 pounds of extra weight and no breath. And I, and it was the scariest, I bet. The scariest thing I've ever done. And once I was completely about to pass out, I had to kick off the bottom and the scuba divers would come and grab me and help me up. And at that wow. moment I'm seeing stars and, so I'm, I'm down there and I'm doing a scene with um, Joel, who plays my brother, um, Jimmy. And we kind of are supposed to meet and, and come up together. But just the way it was shot was I was already out of, I was supposed to be out of breath just to have no bubbles. I'm, I'm kind of waiting for him. I see him swimming towards me. And then uh, we tried it a few times and the way it ended was he was gonna come in and kind of grab me. And we came up to the top. I started laughing. I'm like, but 
wait, hold up, hold up. I was like, I'm supposed to be saving him. Like, it looked like he was just saving me. So we kind of went back and forth. Finally, we landed on, I think we saved each other. Like, I think there was just, there was something there in the story that brought us together in the sense of neither of us were really saving. Like, it's very much what you said, you know, you're safe. No, you're safe. Like, that actually happened in our blocking and in our, even just in the pool, like realizing at that point in the story, we were very much equals and um, we were very much, I don't know, on the same level as siblings. And it was just, I just remember it being like, wait a minute, aren't I the hero? And then, and then also letting that go, knowing that we were both the heroes. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's, I love that. I mean, talk about a, like, a, what's a epiphany, right? In the, in yeah. the it, right? And, and it yeah. just make, make, probably makes, makes for better relationships on set, I would imagine. And, and, yeah. and just better storytelling all in. Uh, I want to ask you about reclaiming Indigenous identity, because I know it's something mm-hmm. that you've spoken a great deal about. And, and I think you mentioned it's something uh, that you've, you're really focusing, kind of your only message these days. Mm-hmm. Again, pulling from the film, I think it's connected to this idea of ancient um, thinking and wisdom and so on. How do you concentrate on nothing and everything at the same time? <laughs> Well, I think that in today's world and and how busy things are, I mean, I can tell in my own mind, um, you know, how cluttered it can be when it comes to cell phones and email and Instagram and, and Twitter and all these things. And I know that when I'm doing a role, when I'm prepping for a role, I have to step away from all this clutter. Mm. You know, I have to completely let go and 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 step into this character and and be still in order for that character's wisdom and experiences to kind of sink and settle. And so I think by being more still for me um, and removing all the distractions allows more space to really feel. And in I think in today's society, we really discourage that you know we we'd like not to feel and that's my profession and that's what i get paid to do so i i have to be able to do that yeah it's like it's it's just one massive distraction sometimes mm-hmm. right it's a mm-hmm. huge to-do list i got one sitting right here right and, mm-hmm. and all these distractions that are around us how how i mean i i when loretta and i were chatting i asked her about that a couple of times i think i came back to that so tell me again loretta how do you how do you concentrate on nothing and everything at the same time yeah but i think there's something deeply philosophical existential spiritual uh and anciently profound about that and and again another one of those worth the price of admission things grace mm-hmm. so 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 thank for thanks for that hey just on a bit of a lighter note um i think it's your dad who gets to say to your mom you know Smoking is worse than coffee. That's it's yeah. got to be one of my favorite lines. In there. <laughs> <laughs> nice... It's always one thing or the other, right? It's like yeah, we're always yeah. fighting against coffee or cigarettes. That's right. Nice, nice laugh out loud moment. Hey, is there in a film like this? I would get the sense. I would imagine. Tell me uh, about this. Is there a sense of import um, that that that's heightened? You know, you read the script, you get it, you you go, I'm in, I want to be a part of this. That, mm-hmm. that there's, as you get deeper in, you go, holy cow, there, there's more going on than meets the eye here. Yes, this is a film, it's going to be entertaining, it's going to be at festivals, but we are telling a counter-narrative mm-hmm. here. We're telling a new, more profound story. Thomas King would say, stories are all we got. So can you speak about that sense of... Um, uh, importance around a story like this, Grace? Well, for me, that's the difference between a mediocre story and movie and, uh, you know, Academy Award winning film. The difference is those layers and the specifics of of every character and every theme and, and plot line. Um, you know, when I first get into a character, it's I dive right into the history and I dive right into this character's peoples and where they're from. And the more that I learn about their ancestors, the more that I start getting really excited and really specific reading about stories that happened to their grandmother, their great grandfather, what happened on the water or their experiences on the ocean. And, um, 
yeah, for me, that that's everything. I mean, that makes the difference in my performance and makes me feel really connected to that character. And that's why uh, going back to representation and mm. why I'm so, so, so passionate, passionate and vocal about it is because, you know, in previous experiences, I've gone onto sets um, and had to stand up for my character and say, you know, this isn't actually quite right. You know, this is actually not historically correct for these people. I've had to, um, you know, say that this is too surface level for this indigenous character hmm. when it comes to what they wear or the tattoos they have, or even what they say in the film. And if I had not been an indigenous person, if I had been just playing an indigenous person, I wouldn't have known to do that. You know what I mean? I wouldn't have that. Um, I wouldn't put my job on the line and put my career and my name on the line to fight for these characters unless I was authentically indigenous. So that's why I'm saying, um, even if you look native, you know, as an actor, I don't think anyone should be playing our roles mm. because they don't have that they don't have the drive and the generations of trauma to make them fight for the proper representations of our people. So if we just continue staying surface level, if we don't have the passion and, and the understanding that we need to dive deep into these indigenous characters, then we will never be proper represented. And then the world will never truly know how dynamic and complex our nations are. So would you say a film like Monkey Beach is a, is a historical document as well, in a sense? I mean, it's the kind of film that, I mean, it, it covers, I mean, I know it's Eden, Eden, an adaptation, Eden Robinson and so on. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's um, um, very layered. And it's, mm -hmm. it's almost like pretty much every stone is, 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 is turned, right? I mean, almost so many issues, so many so many traumatic mm -hmm. things to talk about with respect to this film and to, to indigenous history here in, in Canada and so on. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. So as a historical document, I mean, I would imagine there'll be people writing essays about this story. Is, is, yeah, is a... I, I hope so. I think that they will, but also I think it should be, the topic shouldn't be about the history of the Heisla people or the history of Kitimat village it should be maybe the difference between Western writing and indigenous writing, or it should be on, you know, the differences between our views and Western views. Like it should be almost about showing what they don't understand about and, and how we unapologetically are being indigenous in this, in this film and this script, how we are just, I feel like, we're being bold and, and going our own way. And both Loretta and Eden have expressed that this film, I feel like is for us. And if non-Indigenous connect, and if they want to you know, be a part of this and learn about our peoples, then that's great. But I feel like we're also, we're doing this for us and our rise. I was talking to, to Diego Hamada uh, downstream to Kinshasa. Um, it, was, it was a complicated interview. He was in the Congo. I was here uh, just outside of Toronto and our interpreter was in Paris. And then the person who set up the call was somewhere else. So it was a little kooky, but we managed. <laughs> and he talked about the rise of, and, and he's, I, I believe he's the first recognized Congolese filmmaker at Cannes. And and, and I, I got the sense from him, and it was so frustrating that I didn't speak French and that he couldn't speak better English, uh, because I felt like, and I think he was saying, and I'm going to go back and read some of his writing, that there's a sense in which the Congo has to start to appreciate this kind of storytelling and start to invest in this kind of storytelling. And now you're asking questions about trauma and war and poverty and all these other things as well before that can actually even take place. Do you feel that that's, is that what you meant by saying this is for us in a, in a, in a way? Yeah, I think um, something that I really, I feel like I learned from Loretta was that indigenous cinema and indigenous filmmaking is just different than mm. what the standard is. 
Interesting. And okay. that we don't fit in that box and we shouldn't have to. So when it comes nice. to, you know, the technical aspects, sure, you know, we're going to probably run our call sheets the same and, <laughs> right. and you know, right. yes. use the same Better gear food and, on set, better food on set for sure. Yeah. We'll, you know, we'll do all those things. Yeah. But yeah. then when it comes to even starting our day with ceremony, um, that's Got why it. I yeah. learned from Monkey Beach too was like, so when I did my film last week, I started with ceremony. I started with smudging and I invited the entire crew to say, this is just to welcome us all mm. and to say that we are here as one to do, um, you know, to do good and to, to make this, this project together. And so I think that in that sense, like, we don't need to fit into the ways that movies have been made up until now. We can do our own thing. And if anyone else wants to come along and enjoy the ride, they can. But I think that's what I mean is we, we are recreating what movie um, making is. I, I used to teach at Humber College in Toronto and for four years at the end of a course in international development, I brought in I had Bob Phillips, um, has, uh, survived the residential schools in Brantford, older man, beautiful man, and he would do a blanket ceremony and a smudging ceremony. And then we would uh, celebrate with a lunch together. And it was just, uh, wow, what an eye opener for, mm -hmm. oh, I would say 80% of a non-Indigenous class, at least, probably higher than that, Grace. And, and, and I guess that's where I was going with, you know, this is a historical thing. It's, it's a way to hopefully educate uh, people like me and and, and, and my kids and so on. But I love that, that it's also a way for, I don't know, for, for, for you as a group and as a community to step in and say, this is, this is us, mm -hmm. right? This is, this is who we are. And I, I just, I just mm -hmm. think that's a wonderful thing. Can you connect that to, I mean, it's all connected, I suppose, to the, the notion of reclaiming indigenous identity. To, mm -hmm. to, to, I, saw, I saw a talk online. Can we do a little shout out for that talk online actually uh, mm -hmm. right now? And then let's talk about, about your film coming up as well. And, and, and uh, more. I'd love to hear more about Kiri and the Dead Girl before. Sadly, we're going to have to wrap up soon. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> That's usually yeah, what I say so, near the end of the So uh, many things. I know, um, right? So so I did, uh, yeah, I did uh, TED Talk, my first TED Talk nice. on reclaiming Id Indigenous identity in Hollywood. And that was actually two weeks before I went up to film Monkey Beach in mm. Kitimat. And at that point, that was a real pivotal moment for me because um, I was feeling a lot of heaviness, I think, in my heart um, after years of, of on this on this acting grind um you know at that point i'd been in vancouver already for uh goodness eight almost eight years and i was feeling heaviness because i could feel how far um we still had to go in the industry mm. and how i was constantly being asked to lessen my indigeneity to 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 be less indigenous to fit into this mold um, that they were looking for, you know, the two braids, but a little bit of an accent, but not too much. And, you know, like just always having wow. this idea of what an indigenous woman should look like. And I mean, that that's not me. I mean, I, I, I live in Vancouver. I, I grew up in Prince George. I'm, I'm a modern indigenous person. Right, and I've got so many different sides to me, and and um, I just felt like I wasn't getting what I needed from the industry. I wasn't feeling respected or acknowledged, even, and I wasn't about to spend my life um, in roles that hurt us hmm. because my work and my craft is supposed to be healing for me. It's supposed to make me feel good and at that moment when i did that ted talk i didn't feel good about my work um i mean when i was on when i was actually on set with the roles i did choose i was proud of that i'm proud of the revenant i'm proud of how it ends but it was all the work the the nose i had to say the strength mm -hmm. i had to have to say no this doesn't represent us properly and i felt like why am i i felt like i was just constantly fighting fighting to be seen in a good way and um, so at that moment, I just thought, I don't know if the industry is where I need it to be and if, I, if this is my purpose. 
So when I made that TED talk, when I was writing it, I actually let a few people read it and they were nervous for me because they thought maybe I was being too vocal, having too much of an opinion about the industry and kind of calling, for me, I say I, I was calling them in. I was asking Hollywood to do better. I was mm. asking the industry to do better. But in that, I mean, it's still a bit um, bold. Right. So, so people me, were, so were people afraid for your career in a sense, like that you might be, yeah. yeah. I think that they just weren't yet used to indigenous women, um, standing up and having, having this type of opinion and voice. And that's what I'm about. That's I've been encouraged and I want to encourage other, um, actors and, and indigenous people to have a voice. And so I knew that this was so much bigger than me. And so doing that presentation, showing it to you know my representation showing it to people in the industry and just saying this is who i am and this is what i'm fighting for and either you know you support me and you jump on board or you move to the side um a little nice segue into the near the end of monkey beach and and help me out if it's uh, if i'm getting this right or not but doesn't karaoke say something about everyone looking away and it's yeah. it's it's time it's time that 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 we did something and, it, exactly. and it's, it's, it's not what it's not. And it's not about your past. It's not what you've done. It's, it's, it's about what you do. And that again, we're, we kind of come full circle, right? And there's a, there's a yeah. wisdom in that. There's an intentionality in that it's about choices yeah. and, and being responsible. And, and, and um, how, how was the Ted talk received? Oh, I still, um, I have people coming up to me. I'm no, no joke at the park going, I saw you. Um, present at TED Talks two years ago. I still think about it today. Amazing. Um, I got I got a keynote manager from it. I've been presenting all over Canada for the last couple of years on different topics around my experiences in Hollywood and um, as an Indigenous person. And it's opened up so many doors and just proves that when you have a strong opinion and you want to create change, it will be received by those that it's meant to be. Yeah, that's amazing. Congratulations on that. Hey, just in the last couple minutes, Grace, and I and I'm I'm annoyed that the interview has to come to an end. But again, I'm <laughs> I'm so glad you joined joined us here on Face to Face. And just a real quick shout out for those of uh, you who are listening. If you've enjoyed uh, what what I'm doing here on on the show and this interview, please uh, like us on iTunes or YouTube or wherever you're 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 listening or watching. Grace, um, tell us about Kiri and the Dead Girl. Uh, it uh, you've wrapped. You're in post. Uh, your festival tour, you hope coming up in 2021, I'm imagining, can you tell us anything about the story or is that, uh, or, or will they, yeah. Have you, have you signed documents as the director? <laughs> I, I think we're very open to sharing the journey because mm. it, it's all so healing for us. Uh, the story is based around and inspired by um, a Tlingit artist, Kiri Geen. And her friend, um, Christopher Logan, wrote the script for it. And I came on board because it resonated and hit my heartstrings very close to home. Um, I think that we share a lot of similar um, traumas across mm. a lot of Indigenous families and communities with when it comes to loss. It's just the realities. And so a young girl, um, she loses her mother and through her culture and through reconnecting with her um, indigenous identity, she is able to heal. And I think that the message alone is so important because so many uh, of our ties to our family and so many of our um, you know, family lines have been broken because of the generations of, of violence. And so if I can share with young people that they are never alone, that they have the guidance of their ancestors, and if they connect with their culture, then, you know, then they can survive anything. And I just think that, that that's the type of message that I want to create. And also um, just creating safe spaces for young people to express themselves when it comes to acting and being on set, because, you know, that was me 10 years ago starting out. And I had mentors, you know, there's a whole, I'm not the first one to be doing this fight. And I recognize and acknowledge that. I don't ever want anyone to think that I'm, I'm claiming to be the first one because I know 
um, Loretta and Doreen Manuel and Jennifer Podemski and the list goes on and on of, of women that I look up to have that, that have, you know, already fought for me to be here in this, in this position. So I just want to kind of carry that on and keep that momentum going and, and make safe spaces for the next generation of young people. Wow. There's about 10 or 12 things we could quote you on there in the last <laughs> 90 seconds. So I think that's a beautiful way to end, but this idea, you know, just being never alone and surviving anything and creating safe spaces for, for young people. It's, it's, it's amazing. I can't wait to see the film. Uh, and, and again, uh, congratulations on monkey beach. Uh, and, and what a pleasure having you on the, on the show today. Uh, we've been talking with Grace Dove here on face to face and, um, really looking up maybe we can do a part two for for when kiri and the dead girl comes out grace what do you think i'd love that definitely thank thanks again for joining us here today thank you planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.